FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by Oren O'Kelly. Hello. Hey, Louise, thanks very much for having me on. Thank you really very, appreciate the opportunity. very much for chatting to us. So you're the first Irish rider to take part in the Dakar Rally in 15 years. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's been incredible. Uh, there's been a little bit of a gap in, in history and waves of, of Irish competitors going. So uh, very happy to... Um, the recipe to get there and uh, very fortunate to, to be back in one piece with the medal. So very, very um, pleased to be back with with, with the completion of, of the event. I can imagine so myself and Luke Delaney has been following your journey from the very start. But where did it start for you? Um, this was all a big dream uh, four years ago um, when I tried to began putting everything into place. Um, but uh, growing up as a child and it was always the Mount Everest or going to the moon um, in, in, in that field and in, in that sport. Um, but it was a, a really far-fetched dream that I put to bed many, many years ago. Um, then when one situation led to another, um, looked at trying to, to get back into a bit of motorcycle racing in, in my mid-20s. And then um, this ultimately was the ultimate bee's knees of, of the biggest test. So I thought, heck, why not push and, and try and see if I can reach a qualification for Dakar, which ultimately led into the invitation for Dakar. And uh, now I stand here today back back on home soil with uh, with an Irish medal. Which must feel unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely still haven't processed it all. I think I'm still a bit uh, jet-lagged and exhausted from, from the three weeks at it. Because it fully is challenging because you're in that heat in the desert and you really have to be aware of your surroundings and what you're doing, don't you? Yeah, it's. Um, I like to think of it or describe it as of particularly endurance motorsport of um, athlete and machine. Um, the race itself is designed over 8,000 kilometres in some of the world's toughest terrains, some of the hottest deserts, some of the coldest snow-peaked mountains. Um, it's really designed from climate, from temperature um, to terrain and ultimately endurance. Some of the days are on the bike for 16-plus hours, burning six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 calories. Um, it, it really is an, an unbelievable test. So it was 12 stages over two weeks. As you're saying, you're on the bike some days, 16 hours. How do you deal with that? Because I'm sure you, once you've done all the training, you know what you need to be doing, but I'm sure mentally as well, that has to come into it too. Yeah, yeah. W- w- with the training and the preparation, um, there's really only realistically so much you can do except being dropped in the deep end when you're in the middle of it. Um, but I really only survived just through taking hour by hour, day by day. I remember at the beginning of it, um, found the first day incredibly tough, um, just with the terrain that they put us through. Uh, the confidence was chipped away at a good bit. So trying to build that up, when I knew I had 13 days more ahead, uh, was incredibly tough, incredibly challenging. Uh, but taking just tiny little steps forward um, was the only way to proceed. And there was no road mappings. There was nothing like that. You were working off electron electronic device that you had on the bike. How well did that work for you? Yeah, it, w- it was incredibly tough. The whole race, um, a huge element of it, about a third of, of the challenge is the navigation element. Um, so trying to, to navigate uh, through the, the unknown for, for a lot of it, there's, there's no paved tracks or roads. You're really riding um, and racing out in the wild uh, w- was quite challenging. It was... Um, a, a, a difficult navigation race and, and really struggled with the equipment on the 10th day and the bracket that I have um, began to fall apart so I really had to do some uh, quick fixes 
um, on the actual route during the race and just managed to get to get it all together and to have it all strapped up just to to to, to get back on the tenth stage. And as you said yourself um, a little while ago, it's kind of hard to fully prepare for this race because obviously unless you go in the deep end you won't really fully know you can do your best you can to prepare so what was kind of the unexpected part that came with it from doing it um definitely the first day every year they try and make it harder and tougher um just to give you to some some stats and figures over 350 vehicles um started the race and less than 140 something finished so there's less than a 50% completion rate. So for me, I, I looked at it as something like Mount Everest, just focusing on trying to get through it and ultimately trying to, to complete it. How have you been since? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, wild trying to transition back into reality. Um, the whole event moves, so it's almost like a traveling circus every day with trucks, bikes and cars and a lot of support vehicles. Um, I lost seven kilos at the whole event. Um, so you can imagine the amount of energy that's expended and I was eating as much Weedabix as I could in the morning <laughs> and gels and bars during the day and then stuffing myself full of food during the evening um, and still couldn't manage to, to keep any weight, let alone uh, eat, eat, any, eat enough to, to put on weight. What has been your favourite meal since you've gotten back? <laughs> um, honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd have to be very honest and say a, a big pizza. <laughs> Has to be, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, have you any plans of what you're going to do next? Yeah. Um, so the, the Dakar Rally is is uh, the first round of the World Championship. Um, there's six rounds, and the the second round is actually in four weeks' time. It's at the end of February, um, so it's right around the corner. Uh, so I barely get a chance to to, to catch up and, and get some quality sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm back into preparation now uh, for round two out of six of the World Championship. Um, after completing Dakar, I'm currently running 18th. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on now to to, to compete in, in the second round, which is just a five-day event that's held in Abu Dhabi. And I'm based out in, in the Emirates at the moment. So it's literally a race in my backyard um, and finished 15th in that event last year. So uh, pressure's on now to continue on and, and push on with the World Championship and uh, hopefully fight for a good position at that. Do you find pressure with it? Like, do you find that pressure to do better, to almost outdo yourself? Yeah, there's there's a huge amount of pressure on, until the race starts, yeah. and then once I get that helmet on, uh, the earplugs are on, just completely zone in uh, to what I have to achieve in the next kilometer, in the next few hundred meters. Um, it's a sport um, w- w- with some risk, but a huge amount of safety put into it as well. But you have to be unbelievably present and unbelievably absorbed on what you're doing in in that very moment uh, to perform well at it and to be able to get on. I saw you put up a picture of younger you, 20, 23 years apart, was it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What what would that younger you be thinking now? Uh, Hopefully very impressed or or, or very proud. Um, But there was a lot of moments when I reflected on and loved the dates funnily uh, aligned on a few photos I had from the start line uh, to the finish. Um, and w- 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 was incredible. Um, even I've been sent some some photos and some videos of of children playing with with bikers, mm-hmm. um, with their their my my sticker on it number ninety four from Dakar. So um, it's really been really really surreal uh, just to have that full circle and full cycle, and uh, hopefully being an, a, a small inspiration uh, to kids today. I'd imagine inspiring a lot of people and a lot of kids to go and give it a go. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's uh, quite a challenging time for, for motorsport, particularly two-wheel motorsport um, in Ireland at the moment. There hasn't been any local racing or events or practice days uh, with insurance challenges. Um, and there's a full new board in on Motorcycling Ireland now that's working extremely hard uh, to bring racing back to Ireland at a gra- grassroots level. Um, so it's been a, a little bit of my job to help bring awareness back to that and bring um, bring racing back to Ireland. Yeah, which needs to happen as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So <laughs> really excited. And I, they're making enormous steps and leaps forward with that. Which is great. You've had a lot of support out there as well, haven't you? In, in, incredible. Um, particularly there's a brand uh, based down in, in, in Wexford, um, O'Driscoll's Irish Whiskey, that's been an incredible supportive uh, getting behind me uh, Michael Stafford is the managing director down there um, that got behind this whole idea when it was a wild dream and there wasn't really a huge amount of awareness about the Dakar Rally in Ireland um, and backed me and made it very possible for me to get there get to the start line as well prepared as I could be um, so in, in huge debt to them Excellent If people want to continue on the journey with you how can they find you? Um, I'm, I'm putting huge um, effort and, and the energy into my Instagram account at the moment. So it's at Oren.O'Kelly. Um, and we've actually began filming, or nearly finished filming really, um, a documentary about the journey to Dakar and the journey at Dakar. Had a rock star uh, filmmaker with us, Eamon Corgan, who's uh, been filming and capturing the whole thing. So hopefully looking at coming out with an awesome documentary, a documentary series over the summer. Excellent. I look forward to watching that myself. Oren O'Kelly, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you for for having me on. Really appreciate the opportunity. Have a lovely evening. Thank you.